Hello and welcome to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. My name is Dan Demite, and I'm here in studio with my good friend and brother in Christ, Aaron Richard. Hello, everybody. Happy to be here. You know, Dan, we're not just in any studio today. Oh, yes. We are in the first ever recording uh, for our new studio at Damascus. Yeah, the Damascus Media Studio here at Damascus in Centerburg, Ohio. And believe it or not, friends... You may hear some background noise today because the Damascus Media Studio is probably always under construction, but particularly <laughs> today. Uh, we'll, we'll post some photos once the final product is is complete. But yeah, that's awesome, and we are up and active. So, Beyond Damascus is a show that kind of highlights people's life changing encounters with Jesus and how those life changing encounters on on that road to Damascus, like Saint Paul, how they propel us into a life of mission. And yeah. so, we're really excited. Today's show is going to be incredible. We've got a, a young lady named Katie Dobbins who uh, works with CatholicRetreats.net. She is on uh, the show with us today. It's going to be really exciting. But before we get into that interview and diving into the the beauty of retreat ministry, yeah. Aaron, would you open us? prayer. Oh yeah, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Jesus, we love you, and we thank you for a new day and a new opportunity to dive into a relationship with you. Mm -hmm. God, we pray that every ministry that we're a part of, um, whether it's retreat or parish or here at Damascus or Catholic Radio or our workplace or our family, God, that it would always be an overflow of what it is that you desire in our hearts. Um, God, you you desire to do more in us than you do through us. So we give our hearts to you again, and we pray, Lord, that you'll come and you'll fill us with your life. Jesus, this day is yours. Yeah, Lord, we just pray that you would help us be a people who slow down, like in the midst of all the distractions. Lord, I just pray that you'd be our pause button, that we'd be able to stop and rest and be with you and to hear your voice and experience your love. The Lord, that you would refresh and strengthen us as your people so that we could do your work in your vineyard. Yep. Lord, we pray that you would renew and restore uh, a deeper encounter with you in the body of Christ so that we would become men and women who live uh, from the presence as opposed to in the absence of your presence. Yeah. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy, Son, Spirit. Holy Spirit. Amen. So, Aaron, those who may not know us all that well, just we run a ministry called Damascus, and it's a community of missionary disciples who basically, if you really simplify what we do, we run a lot of retreats. (laughs) We do. That's one of our primary works. Yeah, camp, camp, and retreat, which are which are kind of two sides of the same coin. So, this summer we're running a great ministry called Catholic Youth Summer Camp here at Damascus. It's um, a high adventure summer camp that leads to high adventure faith. If you have a middle schooler or a high schooler, uh, you can check out C. YSC.com. We will have five, close to 5,000 middle schoolers and high schoolers this summer experiencing a week-long transformational experience and encounter with Jesus Christ yeah. that gives them that Damascus experience of encountering the living God, but then really propels them into mission, right? Yeah. And but during the school year, we also we do retreats for middle schools and high schools. And so this year alone, this school year, we'll welcome over 7,000 young people from different Catholics, schools, and middle schools. And our missionaries run these life-changing retreats yeah. for them. And it's really cool because the 6th, 7th, and 8th graders, they'll come from a school together and they'll have this incredible experience. And then it's not like, hey, we want you to come to the mountaintop and then forget all about the mountaintop, right? It's come to this retreat experience, encounter the living God, and then go forth and, yeah. and be on mission and That's be right. the, the light of the world. You may think that we're super creative here at Beyond Damascus coming up with all these fun theological concepts and ideas, but really our radio show is really just a, it's a, I don't know. 
it's it's a it's a representation of what we're living every day. That you know, like Saint Paul, when he encountered the Lord Jesus on the road to Damascus, his life was transformed, and he was propelled into a life of extraordinary mission. And that's what we believe is possible for the students that we work with every day, that they come and they're awakened to faith through a powerful and often unexpected encounter with Jesus, and then through that experience, they're they're fulfilled, they're empowered, and they are equipped for mission, and they're sent on mission. And I think it's like this twofold reality where like every day we have these Damascus experiences with the living God in prayer, right? Where God wants us to encounter him, just like St. Paul encountered him on the road to Damascus. For Paul— I doubt it was a one-time thing like, oh, I heard God's voice. I heard Jesus speak to me one time, and I yeah. lived my entire ministry based on all that. No, no. Paul encountered the living God daily in prayer and intimacy, right? It was— um, Yeah, read, it, his, read his writings. Come yeah. on. <laughs> so it's this daily encounter that daily leads into mission. And so every day it's like, am I called to encounter Jesus today? Yes. 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 Am I called to mission today? Yes, right? And it's yes. this twofold. But then there's those special times where mm-hmm. you just need to get away, right? Where maybe there's special times where mission is really important and you're like on a mission trip and you're focused on mission at that time. There's yeah. also times where you have to be focused on encounter. Right? I mean, that, that was our experience, right, Dan? I mean, I, I had a I had a life-changing encounter with Jesus ultimately in our in our very first year here at Catholic Youth Summer Camp and it transformed my life forever. And that was that was the first time where I really experienced God speaking into my destiny and my purpose for life. I remember <laughs> uh, as as a 15-year-old child, God told me who my uh, who my future wife was going to be. That always that doesn't always work out, friends, but it did in my case. <laughs> and uh, and also just place this, you know, whatever conviction can exist in the heart of a 15-year-old, um, place this conviction for a life lived out, poured out in ministry. While you were on a retreat experience, yeah, you know, at, at summer camp, and I think that's really important. That, we, and we even see this pattern, if you will, in Jesus's life, where he takes a forty-day um, spiritual exercise, if you will, in the desert. Where, if you if you normalize it in today's language, that was a retreat experience where he he left the world yep. uh, to be alone with God, and and you almost you you see this temptation, sure. he experiences this battle, he experiences he journeys with the Father and grows in intimacy. Right before his time in the desert was right before he was launched into active ministry. So the pattern of I'm going to go away and have a time of spiritual renewal, a retreat experience, a, a refresher so that I can be propelled into more active mission yes. is is a normal pattern in the spiritual life. And and I love our guest today. We'll bring her on a little bit later, but that's exactly what they're trying to promote at yep. catholicretreat.net is that we need to be a people, a Catholic people who know w- w- that we have access to these opportunities to grow spiritually on retreats. And it's not just Aaron and I's opinion. Actually, there's statistics <laughs> out there, right? The, dyna- the Dynamic Catholic Institute, they did a study that kind of researched um, when young people were falling away from the faith, and they realized that 83% of Catholic young people w- would no longer be practicing their faith within 10 years after their confirmation. Yeah, so that's five, a, out of six. five out of six kids, right? After 10 years after confirmation, they're no longer practicing. But then they went to all of those who were still practicing their faith, and what they identified was it was always an event or an experience, 89% of the people identified this, an event or an experience that triggered their faith commitment. Something outside of the ordinary. It, it didn't go back to the Catholic education. It didn't go back to the Catholic family. It didn't, it didn't go back to what particular parish or even, you know, 
um, what, I don't know what brand of Catholicism you're, you're practicing, but it came down to the fact that you engaged in something that was new and unique that pulled you from wherever you were, good, bad, or indifferent into something, some powerful moment, some powerful moment or event of encounter and uh, newsflash like this is, this is what we have based our ministry foundation on here at Damascus. And it doesn't mean that those other things aren't critical. Of course, a, a strong, consistent Catholic <laughs> family in the parish <laughs> is critical, right? But then but then the, that faith commitment sometimes is triggered by those experiences yeah. that are outside the ordinary. And that's the beauty of retreat ministry is it takes you out of the ordinary so that you can really spend time encountering an extraordinary Amen. God. And But the important thing is when we go on retreat or when we enter into our daily retreat, which we call personal prayer, um, we, we, we need to be ready to actually encounter Jesus, yep. right? That, yep. that God is accessible to man yep. and that we can have a real encounter. Just like Paul had this encounter with the living God out on the road to Damascus, we can have that encounter. It's not something that he got and I don't get. It's not something that Jesus got to encounter the Father, but I don't get to hear the voice of the Father. It's that we all have access to this. Yeah. And it's this that sustains our spiritual life so that we can be effective missionaries. Amen. And that was by God's design. You yep. remember? If it's good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for me. And in John five nineteen, Jesus says that very thing. He says, the Son of Man can do nothing on his own, but only what he sees the Father doing, that we are actually created to function out of intimacy. We're created to function out of that secret place where, where we are filled and we pour out, where we're filled and we pour out. You know, a, a body of water that's filled but doesn't pour out becomes a swamp. And we're not called to be a swamp. We're called to be a river, a spring of, of life-giving water to the world. Exactly. I think sometimes we fall into a lie, especially if like we have a very busy life and and let's be honest, like Catholic family life is busy, right? If especially like when you have kids and you're raising children and you're working and you're running, and yeah. even if you're not over busy, like even if you're just trying to do the normal school, homework, family life, like all of that is just busy. And so we need these times so that we don't burn out. We want to be able to live out of a place of being poured out. And I think sometimes we think as Catholics, oh, I'm supposed to sacrifice, 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 yep, which yep. means I just have to live in this perpetual experience of burnout. And that's not what the Jesus intends with the cross. He doesn't want you to live out of privation. He's a good God mm. who fills us so that we, we're poured out constantly, but we're not empty and we're not drained. And, and that's why prayer and retreats are so valuable and critical to the spiritual life because it says, listen, I'm going to sacrifice and surrender my time to God. And if you're busy, I want to encourage you. Um, I know like we always say this as, as Catholics that we had to like, um, we had to surrender our finances over to God, right? Through like tithing. And like, we want to surrender our finances and trust God with our finances. I think sometimes we forget that God wants us to trust him with our time as well. Yeah. And that just like we say with finances, like you can't outgive God, you can't outgive God your time either. And if you give him your time, he's going to multiply that. And I think, I wonder if you've made Jesus the Lord of your time and to say, Lord, I want you, I surrender my schedule to you. I surrender my busyness to you yep. and I'm going to give you my time and trust that if I give you my time through prayer or through taking time for a retreat, that I'm going to be built up and blessed and my time will be multiplied, not diminished. Yep. We're going to give the Lord our time right now by taking a brief time out. And when we come back, <laughs> we're going to welcome on our guest, Katie. So, uh, what, hey, friends, you're listening to Beyond Damascus. Uh, once again, I'm Aaron Richards, Dan Demite, with me here in studio. And 
Uh, this is this is a show that's co-produced by St. Gabriel Catholic Radio and EWTN Radio. It's carried across the global EWTN Radio Catholic Radio Network. We're so excited. We'll see you back in a couple minutes. You know what Catholic Radio is? It's training for the troops. It's a interaural of the ear boot camp. The folks who listen, who grow in their faith, grow in charity, grow in all the virtues, they then go out and exert an influence far beyond just themselves. Catholic Radio has an exponential effect for bringing people deeper into the faith. Dr. Ray Garendi thinks Catholic Radio is important. So should you. In Making a Holy Lent, 40 Meditations to Prepare You for the Church's Holiest Season, EWTN host Father William Casey offers a compelling retreat designed to help you answer God's call to be people of faith, prayer, and devotion. Grow closer to God this season with Making a Holy Lent, now available at EWTNRC.com or call us at 1-800-854-6316. Hello and welcome back to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. And today we're going to talk to Katie Dobbins from CatholicRetreats.net to hear about how retreat ministry, these encounters with God, help propel us to a life of mission. So Katie is an amazing young adult. She's a software developer who decided, hey, I'm going to give my talents to God and to help develop a website that helps get people access to the retreats happening around the country. So Aaron, let's welcome Katie on. Katie, yeah, welcome, welcome to the show. Katie. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much for your love for the Lord, for your dedication to the Catholic Church, and for your mission that you have uh, are living day to day. So maybe, Katie, you could share a little bit about CatholicRetreats.net and uh, hear, hear about how it got started and what's been happening. I love interviewing on-fire web developers. That's the best. <laughs> yes. Go ahead, yes, Katie. Yes. Uh, so uh, the, the website, CatholicRetreats.net, was started by a college friend of mine. Uh, so Ren, he and his wife Kylie had, after college, moved to the Twin Cities. And he was like, I want to go on a retreat. And he was like, I have no idea what retreats are in my area. Like, there's no resources. And, you know, it's like painstaking to figure out what retreat centers are around. And so he was like, oh, I'll build a website that lists out the retreat centers in the United States and Canada. So it took him a lot of time and research, but he created a website and it listed out the different uh, retreat centers. And so then if you wanted to go on a retreat in, in your area, you could you know, go to CatholicRetreats.net and look at, oh, here's a retreat center, and then go to their website and then see if their retreats were what you wanted. Uh, so Ren, through having this site, realized that people actually wanted to be able to just have like a search engine where they could just say like, oh, I want to go on a silent retreat and I want to go, you know, something within 200 miles of my hometown and, you know, sometime this summer or something. And so he found that there was a demand for this. So he had this uh, this website for quite a while, like just as a directory. And then at some point when I was visiting him and his wife and kids, uh, this topic came up of like, oh, man, it would be so nice to have a search engine. And lo and behold, I'm a software developer. And so I was like, oh, well, like, let's do this. Like, 
you know, why not? Let's, let's, let's get this going. And so with that, I joined the team. And, you know, at that time, you know, Ren had his full-time job and I had my full-time job. And like, I, after a while, it was like, okay, I'm not actually finding enough time for this. And so it's like, you know what, like, do I really want to do this? You know, and if so, like, I need to spend more time on this. And so uh-huh. I moved from being uh, an employee to an independent contractor and, and worked four days a week and had one day a week off to work on CatholicRetreats.net and was like, okay, like, now, like, let's do this and really found some time to work on the software. Uh, then yeah, that's awesome. At, yes. So then... Uh, Ren got crazy busy uh, with, you know, a third child added to their family and with his work being overwhelming. And so at some point he was like, you know what, like, I really believe in this. Like, I really want something to happen from this. But like, just logistically, like, I don't have time to work on this. And so at that point, he gave the leadership of the company to me and was like, okay, like, I just want something to come up with. Like, I just want like all of my hard work because he had worked on it for years. Like, you know, I just want something to come of it, but he gave it fully and completely over to me. And then I was like, Oh my gosh. Okay. So like at that point I had started to work on the software, but like it wasn't at the point where I could replace the current website. And so I was like, okay, like what does God have planned for me? Like, like, do I step into this full force? Do I just be like, "Uh, I don't know. Um, And it was at that point that I actually was at an event and listened to a talk that you gave, Dan, uh, and you told us to dream. Yeah, I know. You're so inspirational. So you told us. That's what I say to myself all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. You told us to dream big God's five dreams and take bold steps in faith. And so, like, with that, I was like, okay, like, you know, what, what, what would the dream be if it was for me? Like, well, I could like continue working on this as a side project, but it's like, no, like God wants me to take, you know, God-sized dreams, you know, into my hands and like take bold steps in faith. And so then I was like, okay, God, like, what do you want? Um, what should I do here? Um, and then another thing that you said in your talk is that faith is spelled R-I-S-K. Faith is risk. And you said that there are three actions we can take for risk. One, develop a plan and work hard at it. Two, make your dream public. And three, act like the miracle has already happened. And so I was like, okay, so like develop a plan and work hard on it. Okay, God, like what, what do you want here? Like, what's the plan? Uh, and like, please, like, God, if this is if this is your will, open doors, and if this isn't, like, closed doors, I don't want to, like, waste time on something that you're not calling me to, and then making your dream public, like, that's, that's actually hard to, like, be like, this is what I'm doing, I'm gonna, I'm gonna set forth and do this crazy ambitious thing, um, because starting a company is a huge deal, and then three, acting like the miracle has already happened, and yeah, just, like, you know, taking that bold step in faith. And so I was like, okay, God, like, what, what do you want? And so from there, I was like, okay, like, I feel like God is calling me to take this bold step in faith and uh, ended up 
adding a business partner to my team, a software developer who's more experienced than myself, and we added um, a number of other people, all part-time, to our team to do different things like graphic design and marketing, and most recently a salesperson. And so it's just been really exciting to see this like come about. Like we worked on the software, and the search functionality was launched uh, back in September. And so now we're working on adding retreat retreats to our site and then also promoting our site so we can get people who want to go on retreats to our site. And so uh, here at CatholicRetreats.net, like our goal is to get people to go on those retreats so that they can encounter the person of Jesus Christ. Because it's really those moments where you meet the Lord, like where you can like go to your quiet place, where you can like you know, have that intimate time with the Lord that, like, you really have that life-changing experience. And we really Amen. believe in that, and we just, like, want to be that that software that helps it be super, super easy for people to go on retreats. Because, let's be honest, like, this is a day and age where, you know, everyone expects everything to be electronic and easy and if it's not easy, then, you know, it doesn't happen because all of our lives are crazy, crazy busy. And so oh, yeah, for we sure. are trying to make it super easy for people to find the retreat so they can't have the excuses of like, well, that takes too much work to find something. So, yeah. So that's Good that's job, what we're Katie. Doing, I, think. I love that. <laughs> that's, that's sweet. I think it's the mission is so simple in a sense of like, hey, People have a very basic need, and we're helping to fulfill that need. And I think sometimes we think when evangelization, it seems like something like, oh my gosh, like, what do I do? What do I do? How do I possibly evangelize? Like, this is insane evangelization that you're doing right now, because imagine if I'm having a, a hard experience. I grew up Catholic, but I'm not Catholic anymore, and like, uh, I'm, I, you know, I haven't been going to Mass, I've, I'm, I'm living a life of sin, and I'm older, and I don't know what to do, and I have this like moment of grace where God says, Look, look for a retreat, right? And you go online yeah. and you, you start searching for a retreat and you can't find anything, then that moment of grace is lost, right? But this gives you access to respond to the grace that God is pouring out in a moment of need and then yeah. to take a step of, of, of action to actually sign up for a retreat. And, and I don't, you know, you'll probably never hear a ton of like witness stories of like someone who had that moment of grace and they looked at this website and they signed up for a retreat and their life was transformed. But that is real authentic evangelization yeah. to those who are lost, who need access, you know, which is just amazing. Yeah. And, and yeah. I just, I really value too. just, you know, Aaron, as I'm listening to Katie, I'm just thinking of like, I think sometimes people limit, um, particular skill sets for who's qualified to evangelize and not, right? Like yeah. you can, oh, well, I can't play music, so I'm not called to do it like minister, or I can't preach <clears throat> or teach, mm-hmm. so I'm not called. Or, and like, you're like, I'm a software developer. How can I use my gifts to serve God, right? I, I don't even know what a software developer does, quite honestly. I'm like <laughs> pr- pretty ignorant when it comes to like technology and stuff like that. But But like, that's a gift that God's poured out into you. Yeah. And now you're doing what you do, and you're doing it for Jesus, which is really amazing. Yes, amen. So, <laughs> so, Katie, in what ways have you seen God bless your yes? Well, I mean, one of the big ways, like right now, is being able to be on this 
radio show with you, uh, just like just seeing the doors open because like right now our question is like, okay, we've got this great, this great retreat listing, you know, and, uh, but how do we get people to it? And so, uh, this, this has been like a monumental thing and like, okay, we need to get the news out about this because it isn't, it isn't helpful if nobody knows about it. And then, um, Yeah, I just feel like God has also blessed me and, like, the people that he's put around me, like, our team. Like, we're all, like, part-time right now, but it's just been so profound to be able to uh, have, you know, times of, you know, prayer with my coworkers and then also just to, like, work with them. Uh, and it's just been it's just been really cool. And then to see the reactions of people. Uh, I remember, like, we have an email list, and, like, when... You know, we sent out the email saying, like, hey, this is what we're doing. We're, you know, we're building this search functionality. And then when we actually were like, hey, we, we, built, we built it, like, come check it out. Like, just the responses that we got from people of, like, you know, oh, my gosh, this is so great. Like, oh, my gosh, that, like, like melted my heart. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, like, it's just so cool to see how excited people are about a resource like this. And, yeah, it's just. It's just melted my heart to see people's reactions. So, yeah. That's great. Do you get any feedback? Uh, do you have any kind of metrics to determine how many people have used the website since it, since it was launched? Uh, yeah, so Google Analytics. Uh, so essentially, yeah. like, you can look at Google, and I forget at the moment. But, yeah, we'll keep an eye on that to see how many people go to our site. Um, and, like, we're not tracking specifics as of right now, as far, like, because we someday will add the ability to check, like, how many times, you know, somebody has, you know, searched something and a specific retreat has popped up. Um, but we haven't, we haven't tracked those things yet. But, yeah, we'll that's, have, we'll have that's people awesome. so, our site. So, Katie, um, thank you so much for what you're doing. I think it, what's really neat about this is it's, it's providing people with access. Um, I, you know, when I was a youth minister, I, I was always trying to figure out like, okay, where are the retreat like centers even like just, and right, just the right. simple fact that as a church, we're one body, but sometimes we're the most siloed body around and yeah. it's like, come on Catholics, like let's work together and actually coordinate things together. And so you're just bringing a unity. I know that a lot of Catholic retreat centers as well. I mean, Aaron and I are kind of in the Catholic retreat center business, you know, and yes. what we have found is a lot of times they, they just struggle with knowing how to market, you know, it's like, it, oh, if it's yeah. ran by a religion, like, it's just like, sometimes they don't know how to get the word out. And so having that opportunity as well is a huge gift. So thank you. Can you share maybe a little bit about what God's doing in your own spiritual life right now and how you've con- uh, fallen in love with Jesus? Yeah. Uh, to, so for for my story, I guess I grew up in northern Wisconsin, very typical Catholic, you know, household. Uh, we went to mass on Sunday and went to Catholic school and everything. Uh, and growing up, like I knew, you know, about God, but like I didn't really understand the personal relationship with God. Uh, and so, like gradually, like I, as I like, you know got through high school and then college, like, I didn't have, like, a monumental, oh, my gosh, all of a sudden, I, you know, I, um, I can hear from God and, you know, a uh, moment or, like, something 
super epic like that, but just gradually I've learned, like, oh, like, you can hear from God. Um, and uh, learning to listen to that still, small voice in your heart. Uh, so I've been, I've been getting better at that, and just listening to God in all of the, all of the ways He speaks. Um, but, yeah, um, uh I think it's funny that you're you're in a sense a living contradiction to what we're actually promoting, even <laughs> where you're like, ah! well, it, it's it's a uh, it's it wasn't that I actually went on a retreat and did something. It was just <laughs> this process, <laughs> which is actually yeah, what's yeah. is kind of cool. So you don't want to, and I think that's valuable to add in the sense of it's not like a. a um, we don't want to hype up retreats in a way that it's like yeah. an unrealistic expectations. I always hate when someone like when you hear from like 50 people um, like, hey, this movie was incredible. You got to go see this movie. And then you go and see the movie and like your expectations were so high that then you're like, wait a second. <laughs> I mean, that was a good movie. But and uh, and I think that's what's what's more important than uh, or equally important to having these profound retreat experiences is learning how to live in the presence in the everyday and listening to that yeah. still small voice where my life can actually be a retreat. And I can, you know, it wasn't that Jesus just went to the desert once and then never took time with the Father again. It was daily. You saw him like he would go away by himself and he would take these moments where he was encountering the presence. But it's not even like, oh, I have my prayer time. And I think this is what a, a lot of us struggle to do in life is, you know, and Aaron, maybe you can speak to this. Like, I take my prayer time yeah. and then I live my life, right? Yeah. And that's not what God wants. He doesn't want me to fit my prayer time in or fit mass in or fit a holy hour in and then live life. He actually wants us to live in the presence. Yeah. What do you think about that, Aaron? Absolutely. I mean, we are... We've talked about this distinction before on the show that we talk about, like, a difference between discipleship and missionary discipleship, right? That that truly a life lived fully alive is one that overflows into every area and um, every possibility of impact, you know, that, that we are called not only to exist in relationship with him, but, you know, what what is he even, you know, contained in the word Christian, that when we call ourselves Christian, we acknowledge that we're made in his image, that we actually share in his mission, that... Um, that that our, our our life is called to be lived on mission with him every day. That 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 we we can't we can't draw that false distinction between, you know, um, we can't silo our life. We can't we can't compartmentalize our life to to believe that that part of this is for him and part of it's not. Uh, it's it's a yeah it's I mean ultimately it's a dualistic perspective, right? To suggest that there are some parts of my life that are profane. And then I need to justify those by having other parts of my life that are that are holy or sacred. Mm-hmm. But no, no, I mean we're, we're we're called to live a life that is that is on fire for Him every day. I remember when Monica and I had our first child, Leah came into the world, and at that point in my life, I um, I was getting bummed out because I had had a really uh, committed discipline to praying the Liturgy of the Hours every day. And I don't know if any first time parents can commiserate with this, but. Um, my schedule suddenly became no longer my own, right? And, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Uh, and praise the Lord, after 11 years, I'm back into a good cycle of, um, of, of good habits of prayer. But for a while, I was really struggling. And I remember I was sharing with a priest friend of mine, and he, he looked at me and he said, like, hey, the Liturgy of the Hours is my prayer. 
Um, this is my prayer that I pray so that you can pray your prayer, so that you can live your life and change diapers and wake up children or, you know, put children back to bed when they wake up in the middle of the night. And uh, it's it's important for us to share those moments with the Lord so that we can encounter him even in the, you know, the unknown. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite verses to wrestle with is um, <clears throat> where Paul says to pray without ceasing. And it's like, okay, f- like, what does that even look like? Like, how could I live a life that's in the presence and praying without ceasing? And you can't pray at all times if you don't have prayer in certain times, yeah. right? And if you don't learn how to hear the voice of God, like you're talking about, Katie, that quiet, still voice, that if once you, but once you really come to know that voice, then that voice, like, then he, he's with you everywhere, right? And as I as I come to learn and hear and know the Father's voice, then when I'm at work, when I'm in conversation, when I'm with my family, whatever it is, I'm hearing the voice of God in the background of my life, and then I'm able to speak and react to the Father's presence in that moment so that I'm not praying at just certain times, but I'm, I'm actually in union with the Holy Spirit in relationship with the Father's voice at all times. I'm carrying that into my daily life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Katie, how do you see that uh, that being lived in your own life? So, yeah, I mean, I have a prayer time every day. And, yeah, I, over time I've learned, like, how to listen to God's voice. And, uh, yeah, to just um, be still and to, to trust that God wants to speak to me. And, you know, when I think that, you know, when, when a thought crosses through my mind, you know, write it down. And then after you write it down, discern, like, okay, is this of God? Like, you know, is this from God? Um, and, you know, for an example, like before this, I was like super nervous. And I was like, okay, God, like, what do you want to tell me, you know, before I get on this interview? Like, what do you want to tell me? And I, God was like, you know, like, I am giving you your voice, you know. And so, like, I wrote that down, and I'm, and I was like, okay, mm. is this from God? And it's like, yes, this sounds like this is this is God speaking to me. Uh, and so, yeah, I just uh, believe and declare that you know God has given me the words that I need to say uh, for this interview. And like, I I do that like throughout my life with all the things that come at me um, because I do believe that God does want to speak to us. And we do yeah. need to find that time to get away, like, every day, and then also, like, to have, like, bigger chunks of time, like, retreats, to really have that time away. Uh, it, it just really has a profound effect on your life when you can hear God speak to you interiorly, and when you, like, are confident in that and can, like, step out in faith in that. Amen. Man, yeah. That's awesome. I love that. You know, I think as as um we're doing this interview, kind of the prayer that's on my heart right now is Dear Lord Jesus, send us more Catholic entrepreneurs. Like I want more. I want a, a church that is <laughs> yes. an entrepreneurial church, right? Like people who see problems yes. and bring solutions. Like and it's so uh there's this like growing trend of complainers in the church that just talk about all the problems, but they don't propose any solutions. And um it's 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 we've got to not be a church like that, people. <laughs> like so so if you're listening, like don't be a person who addresses all the problems but never brings solutions. And if you see a problem, maybe the Holy Spirit gave you that problem on your heart so that you would wrestle in prayer for the solution. You know, like in the Old Testament, Jacob wrestles with God all through the night and even like God like breaks his hip socket so that um, until Jacob finally says, I'm not letting go and I'm not 
not stopping this wrestling match until you give me your blessing. And and I think that's when, when we see a problem in the church and we want a solution, it may not come right away. Like, so go to prayer, go on retreats and wrestle with God and say, God, I'm not going to give up on this. I'm not going to stop wrestling with you until you bless this. Give me your blessing. Show me a solution and then bring that solution in the church, right? Yeah. Like, and I'm just encouraged by your yes, Katie, because you're saying, okay, I saw a problem. I'm bringing a solution. You're taking a risk, and and God's going to bless that because um, because you're you're willing to put yourself out there. And I think that's you know I think a lot of times God puts something on people's hearts and they don't do anything about it because they're afraid. Yeah, they're afraid of failure and they're afraid of not succeeding and or that they're not good enough. And fear is not from the Lord. Yeah. Okay, Katie. Hey, so as we wrap things up um, during our time together, tell me what you, you started this mission from a dream. What's what's your dream for what God wants to do through CatholicRetreats.net? Oh, wow. So, I mean, I would love to have, you know, the retreat, retreats listed from across the United States and Canada on our site. And like right now, like I like the software, like it works, but like we would love to have the ability to for retreat centers to be able to log in and add the retreats and edit it, uh, um, which we haven't built out that software yet. Um, and so from that perspective, like I would love to have that and I would love to have this be just like a normal everyday, you know, you know, CatholicRetreats.net like word in every household, you know, throughout the U S and Canada. But then like, there's just so many opportunities that we could branch out beyond there too. Uh, and we'll see where God leads when we yeah. get to that point, but it would be awesome to, you know, list classes and conferences and, you know, mission yeah. trips and, you know, all those other things. There's, there's lots of directions that this could go in. Uh, and so, uh, but like, I just know that I, I know this one step that God wants me to take, which is CatholicRetreats.net. And it is, you know, like going across the U.S. and Canada, focusing on retreats. And then after we do that, like, I can't wait to see what direction God takes us next. So, uh, but we'll see. We'll see. I I feel like he does. He's not revealing everything. uh, But this next step is 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 in front of me and we're we're going for it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, the best part about your website is that here in Centerburg, Ohio, I see Damascus Catholic Mission Campus located. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Katie, well, thanks, thanks for plugging that in for us. Usually, we end our <laughs> interviews with saying, "How can people learn about you?" But we've already said CatholicRetreats.net about a hundred times, and so oh, we just want to say perfect. thank you. Well, thanks for uh, being on on air with us, and uh, we'll, we'll continue to pray for your mission. And uh, listeners, we're going to take a short break. You're listening to Beyond Damascus, a co-production of St. Gabriel Catholic Radio and EWTN Radio, and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. We will be right back after this tiny break. Thank you. The wisdom of Mother Angelica. The devil will always do his best to tempt you into sin until you get to that place where you love sin. That's what he wants. He wants you down there with him. And not because he loves you, he hates you. When you do what the enemy tempts you to do, he does it out of pure hatred. EWTN. Live Truth. Live Catholic. 
The EWTN home video highlight for February is The Case for Marriage. Noah Lett and Dr. David Anders help couples understand how to create a more perfect union of man and woman through Jesus Christ. Order your DVD at EWTNRC.com, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Or call 1-800-854-6316. And welcome back to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Thanks for joining us today. Once again, Beyond Damascus is a co-production of St. Gabriel Radio and EWTN Radio, carried across the global EWTN Catholic Radio Network. And today our show, Dan, has been focused on Catholic retreat ministry, right? And uh, well, listeners, I don't know about you. First of all, Katie's awesome, um, and what a, what a great ministry she's doing. Uh, I hope that you were built up by her testimony. Absolutely. Um, and I'm just thinking as as you are listeners, if I put myself in your shoes, you know, uh, here we're talking about Catholic retreats, and how how many of you have actually been on a Catholic retreat, right? Or if you have, how many of you, the last Catholic retreat you were on, was that one that you were forced to do at some creepy <laughs> falling down retreat center in high school, Yeah, right? You're, you're, you're like, go on this retreat or you can't be confirmed. And you're like, fine, <laughs> I'll go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I think this is the this is the reality that um, maybe uh, some many of us are, are are coming from, and I know at our parish here in here in Central Ohio that you know it it, it happens every couple months that I'm I'm sitting in the pews and um, all of a sudden somebody you know from the men's uh, ministry or from the women's ministry will stand up and invite the congregation to join on a parish sponsored retreat. And I thought, Dan, it might be it might be fruitful for us to actually just kind of witness to the impact of retreats and sort of invite our listeners today to maybe change their perception of, of what uh, Catholic retreat ministry is and what's available to yeah. them as adults. Yeah, and I think knowing like what kind of retreat's best for you as as a person, you know, like we there's so many different uh retreats and conferences out there and you know, I've always Aaron you're a great brother uh, to me cuz you witness, I mean, you love going to on retreats, you love going on uh to conferences for your own spiritual edification and and I've often had a hard time going to conferences cuz I I uh I get overwhelmed by the number of people. <laughs> and uh yeah. and so I know for me like uh, a a great retreat experience for me is like a um like more of a quiet silent retreat and um something where i just get away for a day or 3 days where i've got time to to recalibrate and hear from from god what's most important and um whereas others going and seeing a large group of people yeah. and being with a community and and experiencing the presence of god with the community is what builds them up or maybe you know i love so many retreats with like different men's ministries or women's ministries like a group of 50 men together or 50 women together like experiencing uh a testimonial style retreat where people are sharing their own experiences and yeah. their walk with the lord and I've, you know, like, I mean, we can give a million testimonies uh-huh. uh, from the kids that have encountered Jesus at camp or on our retreats. Um, but it's also like, it's not just for youth. Like we hear from young adults who have these profound experiences on, you know, the different focus conferences or St. Paul's outreach, fan into flame retreats, and the, these like college age students encountering yeah. God and, and adults and uh, through adult ministry and men's ministry, women's ministry. It's like, it's for everyone. So if it's, so if it's been a while or been forever since you have maybe engaged or, or opened yourself to the invitation. You know, those statistics that we mentioned earlier at the start of the show, that 
that the, the one thing that affected the the yes that eighty nine percent of Catholics who stay engaged in their faith identified was a retreat moment. Um, and my suspicion is, uh, listeners, that that there are some who are here in this show today who might you know be on the fence and be thinking to themselves, man, I, I want to continue to run this race and I want to continue to persevere and push through, but gosh, it's hard, right? And and here's an invitation to you, uh, you know, reach out, um, look out and ask yourself, you know, where in my parish or in my local community or even at a resource like catholicretreats.net could I find a way to engage and challenge myself and step outside of my comfort zone? You know the 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 connotation that you may have in your mind, even for what a retreat looks like, I think has changed pretty dramatically, at least here at Damascus in the last few years. And um, these these are these are events and opportunities that are custom tailored to create an opportunity and environment for encounter with the person of Jesus. And it, it's it's a rare occasion that we see someone, you know, one of the. Uh, nearly 10,000 who come and experience a retreat here on site every year that that go away unchanged. Yeah. You know, I think a lot now that I'm like an adult and I I think back to my childhood and, and the way my parents raised me, it was there was a real profound witness in my early childhood years when I watched my mom leave to go on a retreat. And huh. I didn't really know what it was, and I, but I remember she would come home from retreat and she'd share with us about these experiences. And, you know, she would, she was involved in um, the early Catholic charismatic renewal. Yeah. She would talk about how um, on retreat, there was a, these people who received the gift of tongues or people who are resting in the spirit. And as a young person, her ex- sharing these like witnesses to uh-huh. me of what happened on the retreat was so intriguing to me where it created a hunger in me to say, I, I want to kind of learn more about that. And it wasn't until I was 18 that I was really introduced to the charismatic renewal. But it, uh, from th- as early as I can remember, I remember a hunger and an intrigue because my mom shared about what she saw happening. And and I think, you know, parents listening or young adults listening, uh, young people listening, when when you have a retreat experience, go home and share it. Like, and maybe, yeah. maybe think about how, like we actually uh, at camp and on retreats, we teach kids how to go home and and normalize their experience, not based off of like, you know, don't say like uh, weird things, but like use the fruits of the Holy Spirit <laughs> to say like, you know, when I was on this retreat, I, I encountered yeah. the presence of God and he filled me with joy or he filled me with peace. He filled me with uh, a, a spirit of love and, and he made my heart want to be more generous. Like Galatians chapter five, the fruits of the Holy Spirit, that when you go on retreat, those fruits of the Holy Spirit come into your life and you start seeing that fruit lived out in your everyday life, which is really cool. Yeah. So I want to encourage you, if, if it's new to you, if it's been a while, maybe check out catholicretreats.net, look up a retreat close to you, get involved in some way. Um, we, we see young people's lives transformed and changed constantly uh, uh, through retreat ministry. It's, um, it's a way to um, to stop and, and to recalibrate your life. I know I listen to a lot of business podcasts as we're trying to grow our ministry organization, and one of the things they always say in, on these business podcasts is you need to take time not to work in your company, but you need to take time to work on your company. And I think that's the same thing in the spiritual life is a retreat, uh, it's about not working in your life, or li- like it's about working on your life. You yeah. step back and you look at your life and you're like, okay, how can I work on my life? Because every day I'm living my life, 
life and it's just going, it's on like yeah. autopilot. I need to step back and say, okay, God, how, how do you want to work on yeah. my life right now? Let's share, uh, let's share a couple of the, of the coolest testimonies we've seen here on, on retreat at Damascus. I just, I, I love to sh- share the fruit of what God's doing. You know, sometimes when we brag on God, he can't help but show up. Amen. I, I like to give, um, that little example that like, Hey, when I'm, when I'm out at, uh, when I'm, when I'm standing beside the basketball court, like wasting time on my cell phone and I hear my kids bragging about how I'm the best basketball player in the world, <laughs> you can sure as heck bet that oh, I'm going to yeah. put my cell phone away and I'm going to, you know, bring my A game. Aaron's definitely the best basketball <laughs> I'm, player I'm I've ever maybe seen. Maybe the worst. <laughs> maybe the worst. Uh, anyway, so we're going to, we're going to brag on God a little bit. You know, one of, one of the coolest experiences I keep going, I, I, I go back to this one regularly. I was, we run a, we run a, uh, a science camp here at Damascus, our faith and science camp. And um, I, I remember as a youth minister, I traveled with our middle school for years and chaperoned their their science retreat. And uh, it was always something that was enjoyable in community building and fun in the outdoors, but never something that changed hearts, right? And uh, we decided we wanted to do something different. We wanted to present a similar message through a different lens, and uh, and our team here at Damascus, they've just done a bang up job of creating an awesome faith and science retreat that's truly an encounter with Jesus. So, last year, I, I walk up the hill to our lodge at at the end of this um, three day science retreat, and I see the students getting loaded onto the bus, and these students are having an like an emotional reaction to leaving this retreat. Like the girls are crying and hugging their counselor and, oh my gosh, this was the best experience they've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> They're praying on their way out the door. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my goodness, what has happened here that the middle school science curriculum is now encouraging an encounter with the person of Jesus? Mm-hmm. But that's the opportunity that we have when we open ourselves up to something that, you know, it it, it can even be in the lens of, uh, or in the framework of our of our of our normal everyday life, um, but just taking a step back and, and presented differently and received differently. Well, I think that even speaks to the entrepreneurship need in the church, and that we weren't saying like as we looked at the needs of the parishes and the schools, we looked at what was already happening yeah. and we blessed it with the gospel. And so it, it was already in the curriculum in all of the Catholic schools in sixth grade to go to some outdoor science camp experience, but there was. They were at secular camps or non-denominational Christian camps, and they weren't they weren't infusing the the gospel into this message. And so we're like, instead of saying, "Hey, we're going to create our own retreat, and you guys have to come to it because it's important that you come to it because you're Catholic," instead we said, "We're gonna we're gonna take what you are already doing, and we're gonna infuse it with the gospel and with the beauty of our Catholic faith." and and create um, an actual product that you desire because yeah. you've been hungry for it. And, and it, I mean, God just blessed that, where we have thousands of kids coming to our faith and science retreats now because it was it was a, a, a smart entrepreneurship like design <laughs> to say, this is a need in the Catholic Church. Let's fulfill the need. And and I think that's what God wants us to do. I, I, I'll share a great testimony. It's actually one of my favorites of all, of all time for, for camp. And I mean, literally, um, listeners, <laughs> at Catholic Youth Summer Camp, at the end of every week of camp, well, you know, 5,000 kids this summer, we, we see... Um, we see, we have the kids come up and give testimony and testimony after testimony after testimony, just so beautiful and earth shattering. But uh, one day after camp, this young woman, she, she was being picked up by her, her grandma and her, her sister. And she was an eighth grader for the mm. first time at camp. And 
as as her grandma and her uh, sister were walking down the the pavement to to pick her up, she comes. She just goes sprinting at them and like jumps in her sister's. And it's funny, her sister was a sixth grader, and <laughs> but she was tiny, so this eighth grader was shorter, like quite a bit shorter than her sixth grade sister. Uh-huh. So she like jumps up into her arms and she just says, "I know him, I know him, and I want to tell you all about him." Oh, and she looks yeah. at her sister's eyes and she says, "Jesus loves you so much, and I can't wait to tell you everything." Uh-huh. And then she looked at her grandma and she said, Mama, I finally get it. It was like the lights that were turned off finally clicked on. And the really cool thing about this girl is, you know, uh, it's been five years. She's been coming to camp. And this this past year, we were doing missionary interviews. And we had over, you know, this uh, our summer camp is ran by young adult missionaries in college. And we had over, um, uh, what, 300 applicants to be counselors and missionaries at our summer camp. And so we did all these interviews. And as we're interviewing, I mean, going through the selection process, this young lady is now graduating high school and has applied to be a missionary with us. And I think it's so neat That's how awesome. those encounters lead to a life with Christ and now a life on mission, which is really amazing. And yeah. uh, so, so I just love like it's no good if a retreat is simply a mountaintop that you don't take with you, right? Yeah. Like it wasn't like um, it wasn't like God just wanted uh, us to go in, to the mountain and then forget all about Him. Like Moses yeah. would go to the mountain, he'd experience the presence, and then he would bring the fruit of encountering the presence down with him. Jesus would go to the desert, he would encounter his time with his Father, and he'd bring the fruit of that yeah. back into his ministry. So. Why do you go on retreat? You go on retreat so you can be a better husband and father, a better wife and mother. You go on retreat so that you can uh, be a better Christian, a better employee, a better employer, that whatever you're doing in your everyday life, God wants you to encounter him so you can take that back and infuse more more of God into your everyday life. Amen. So to close up today's show, I mean, here, here's here's how we sum it all up, right? You got to live your dream. You got to be ready for the Lord to speak dreams into existence in your life. Uh, That entrepreneurial spirit that could lead you to, as a web developer, develop an amazing Catholic retreat center or a retreat resource. And secondly, we've got to realize that God's always calling us to go deeper. He's always calling us to grow more in love with Him and to give our lives more fully to Him. So friends, once again, as uh, the name implies, Beyond Damascus is a show that invites you to step from encounter into mission. And I pray that you would seek out those encounter moments. Um, we pray, Jesus, that you would continue to guide and lead us, that we as your children could respond to you and could hear those dreams that you've placed in our heart and put them into action every day. God, we place our trust in you and we place our lives in you. And listeners, I pray that God would do it again in you like he's done it here and like he did it in Katie. You've been listening to Beyond Damascus. It's a co-production of St. Gabriel Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the global EWTN Catholic Radio Network. Thank you for joining us this week. Feel free to download this podcast wherever you download podcasts on iTunes and elsewhere. Just look up Beyond Damascus. It's as easy as that. Or check us out on the St. Gabriel Catholic Radio website. We're looking forward to sharing our show next week with you. Um, Have a blessed week, and we'll talk to you soon.